Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Arnold Stricker is a member of Citizens for Greater Downtown St. Louis. Arnold, thank you for being patient. How are you this afternoon? Great, Mark. Thank you for uh, asking me to... Uh, talk about this issue. I was unfamiliar, uh, maybe I, I should have been familiar, but I was unfamiliar with the group Citizens for Greater Downtown St. Louis. So let's start there in, in what that group is and how long it's been around, et cetera. Citizens for Greater Downtown St. Louis is a group of downtown residents, uh, business owners, um, homeowners, condo owners who have gotten together to develop some policies and guidelines to improve the downtown area. And we had initially uh, proposed a uh, community improvement district alongside when uh, the community improvement district was up for uh, what I would say a reevaluation and and uh, reissuing of it. So we we are a group of um, people who we have no executive director. We operate on our own funds and we uh, meet periodically to. Uh, decide and figure out what can we do to offer to the city and to the community uh, what can be done to improve the downtown area. I should notice that Les Sturman is in group is involved in this group, and, and Les has been a guest on the show for many years. He used to be the executive director of the East West Gateway Council of Governments, right? So he's someone that's on board with this, correct? Correct. He kind of uh, is a quasi chair of our of our group. So, and how long has it been around, Arnold? I'm sorry. I would say the group's been around uh, officially for about four to five years, Mark. Okay, gotcha. All right, your, your reaction then to what happened on, on Saturday night and then just the, uh, you know, we've learned a lot in the last couple of days that have been disappointing as well, but the group's reaction and your message at this point. You know, unfortunately, it, it's, it's sad. Uh, there, there are really no words to describe um, what I'm sure the family is feeling and you come to a, to another city and you're coming for an event uh, where your daughter's going to have a great time and the daughter's going to have a good time. And this kind of thing happens and no family should have to endure something like that. But what's unfortunate about this is I really think this was inevitable uh, and it's going to continue to be inevitable. And it's what, what is it going to take for the city to get some common sense legislation and some action to correct some of the things that are deficient that are causing some of these issues. We, we, we would really like to see the city accept responsibility, not ride the fence, not blame anybody, not have a news conference or say we're going to have another study. Uh, we would like to see the business community step up and not be on a bandwagon and jump onto things and, and have a news conference and say everything's 
wonderful and fine, and we're making some progress. And then we see these kinds of things continue to develop over the course of time. I think the, um, you know, we routinely see people flouting the law daily, and the data that is given does not support, does not look like what is actually occurring because, you know, people have either stopped reporting or the data collection is frankly flawed. And uh, the city's really failed us, all the citizens and the victims of the criminal activity downtown. And uh, citizens gave the city and gave Depsy and gave GSL a plan, and they won't even discuss it. So these kinds of things are predictable because there's no plan. We constantly ask, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? Obviously, there is no plan. There's no police presence downtown. There is no enforcement. And the civic community is pretty complicit with what's going along. Uh, they really don't have a clue as to what really occurs 24-7 downtown. Well, how can that be? That, that part sort of jumps out to me right there at the end, what you said, Arnold. How, how can they not be aware? Uh, very few of them. If I know there are a few. But most of the people who are engaged in downtown and like GSL and Depsy do not live downtown. So when, like last night, when I heard at 2 o'clock in the morning about 24 gunshots go off, you know, and that occurs periodically throughout all of the city. And, and I get that. But if somebody's living out in the county or somebody's living in an area where this doesn't happen and they're giving input as to how downtown should function, I think that's kind of a misnomer. Yeah, well, uh, and there's so much here because it's not just one thing which makes it complicated, right? And you know, I was in a group of law enforcement officials earlier today at a luncheon where I was um, asked to deliver some remarks. They had low standards. Actually, Mark Cox was supposed to be there, and I was pinch hitting. But I feel badly for the, the – and I have friends who are law enforcement downtown, but they feel like they don't have the support. You also have the um, – the nature of it's it's human nature to think, look, if I do something that is going to be deemed, you know, unwarranted, well, I could lose my career and my life and my livelihood. So th- this is a complicated situation, but this is nothing new. As you know, you, you see you've lived in the city for a couple of years, but you've been a business owner or you've had condos or rental properties. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of that for a while, Arnold, mm-hmm. haven't you? Correct. We've had some rental properties in the city, and we've lived downtown for almost four years now. Right. So this is, you know, this goes back before this administration. Some of this goes back before, certainly before Tashara Jones as well. Now, you mentioned your group having a a plan, Citizens for St. Louis, Citizens for a Greater Downtown St. Louis. What is that plan? Can you give us some, at least some broad outline of it? I I can give you, it's, it's really five points, and it's not to burden down law enforcement anymore because they are already burdened down. They become the, uh, you have to go around and you have to patrol everything. But there, there are five things, Mark. One is problem properties. The second one is uh, liquor licensing. The third one is unhoused populations. The third, fourth one is cruising and general traffic lawlessness. And the fifth one is surface parking lots. And what we've seen is that there have been incidents related to all of these kinds of issues, th- those five things, that have caused problems in the downtown area. And when they group together, it really creates havoc. We've had problem properties where there have been uh, disengaged landlords over at Eli Walker. You have had some issues with that, the, the liquor licensing issue where we have groups that are actually serving liquor without a liquor license. We have unhoused populations and why the city's not using the housing first model would be a good question to ask them. Uh, cruising and general traffic lawlessness, if you listen on any Sunday or Monday night, And any holiday time, you will hear drag racing going up and down Washington Avenue or Del Mar or several other streets, Olive. 
Well, beyond uh, and beyond that, lot. yeah, beyond that, as you know, there there's just no, and I see it every day. There's no even effort at some points to even stop at stoplights or or stop signs because they know there's going to be no enforcement of that, right? Right. And, and so why why should somebody do that? And then people who are law-abiding citizens look at this and go, there must not be anything in place to actually correct these things. And now I know these things are happening all over this, the country. However. We live in St. Louis, and we expect the leadership to step up and do something to assist the, the law-abiding citizens. So this five-point proposal, Mark, is essentially about you know, 14 pages, uh, 13 pages. There's a lot of in-depth kind of uh, subsections where there's suggestions that are made. You know, we're not asking for the entire thing to be adopted uh, hook, line, and sinker, but we're like, let's have a seat at the table. Why don't you at least read the proposal and talk to us about it? Why are you dismissive of it? Right. Because it does offer some solutions. We're not out to say, this is bad, this is bad. We're offering some solutions to these problems, but we're not getting hurt. Arnold Stricker is here. He's a member of Citizens for a Greater Downtown St. Louis. I cut you off a little bit, Arnold, here a moment ago, and I want to go back to surface parking lots because I don't know if I understood that one in particular. What What's that about? Surface parking lots, there, there are some standards in the current uh, laws of the city of St. Louis about parking lots and whether you have an attendant there, how long you have to have an attendant there. But sometimes uh, there are lots that are really, uh, they they look horrible. Uh, They're not fenced. They're not lit. There's no guard there. And what it has become a problem in the city is some of these parking lots are are where a lot of the break-ins happen. There's public drinking, fireworks are shot off from these parking lots. Uh, firearms are discharged. There's, you know, little late night parties. There's stunt driving going on in these parking lots. And there are some minimum standards we think the city should adopt to at least curb those things, no pun intended, but to put a, put a, a damper on right. those kinds of activities. Yeah. And that, that seemed, that's one that sort of surprised me, but I can absolutely see where that would be an issue. So when, when you, you have a plan and I understand that, and I think that's good because you're being proactive, but where, where is uh, this not being heard? Or w- Because there's so many people, right? I mean, we've gotten into some of this even today with Kim Gardner and the mayor. I don't know if you blame the police themselves or the leadership. Do you place blame? I think um, everyone who lives here is to blame in this aspect. That if you're in public service, you need to accept responsibility for what's going on. You can't defer that. You can't point the finger at another agency. You can't point that at another uh, governmental institution. Accept responsibility. Don't cast blame. Don't have a news conference and and um, say you're going to study a problem more. We've had so many studies, it's sickening. Yeah, you need blue, to do blue something. Blue ribbon panels. We've had enough of blue ribbon panels, right? Right. Yeah. So exactly. I, I think a lot of these things are bandwagon jumping on. Everybody wants to jump on and say, yeah, we're, you know, and what, again, what happened was horrific. But when business leaders say some of the things that they say, it's like, this is not, now, this is not the time to say this. The time to say that you're doing something is when nothing's going on. Everybody expects that you're going to say something when an incident like this happens. But it, it's meaningless because during the other times, it's crickets. What, what, when, you, when you talked about a community improvement district, what, what does that involve? There is a current CID downtown, and basically their their philosophy is clean and safe, and uh, they have a clean team which goes around uh, various parts of the city and cleans downtown, and they have a they paid to have patrols come around, but those patrols from private security uh, essentially cannot do a whole lot of anything. 
Interesting. Um, well, I don't know where this takes us right now. And, you know, I think that one of the frustrating aspects for, for a lot of us who want to see the city move forward is uh, this is such a good time, potentially. The soccer stadium looks great. You have that area down by the foundry. We, we've seen what's happened to Ballpark Village. We have, obviously, great parks throughout the city. So, I, you know, I was in Kansas City last weekend, and the perception, and maybe it's the reality, is that Kansas City's kind of kicking our butts on a lot of fronts, which uh, shouldn't be happening because I think that we have a lot of so many positive things that are going on right now, but everything comes back to this crime issue time and time again. And this one really put an exclamation point on it, unfortunately. And we have, Mark, we have a wonderful city with a great history. We have some flaws. You know, no city is perfect and no uh, no community has uh, the best place where you would want to be. Every every place has something that's going on. So we, we have a great city, but we're not acting like it. And there was a comment that was made, if we are better than this. Well, I would say, yeah, we are better than this, but we better start acting like it and do something to improve it, or it's going to continue to be broken. Yeah, Arnold Stricker, member of Citizens for a Greater Downtown St. Louis, and you have a website. Can you Can you send people to a website, or is it a Facebook page? It is. Uh, they can go to you now. They we do have a Twitter page, and they can go to citizensforgreaterdowntown.org. Awesome, Arnold. Keep on. I appreciate your help on this, and thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you, Mark. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.